This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Is at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more and remember subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week the cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, <laughs> with the savage premium so go to go to glow.fm slash savage premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else thank you very much well welcome back to the michael savage podcast look Maybe you've heard enough about the indictment and Trump, but I think for historical purposes, 
I need to document one of the darkest chapters in American political history. You know by now that Mr. Trump became the first former president to be arraigned on criminal charges. As I tweeted at the time, we went from an arraignment to an arrangement in Biden's Soviet America. Arrangement. Look up the word. That's exactly what it's been from day one. Every step of the way, the enemy within has arranged to stop President Trump and ultimately stop the will of the American people. There's a lot that I want to document on this podcast, and for historical purposes, as I said, I've put it all here for you in one podcast. First, you're going to hear my appearance on Newsmax TV, where I warn that this is a 9-11 call to all Americans. Of course, this will not stop at Donald Trump. If they can do it to him, who else can they do it to? Next, they will come for the left, and we'll see what they have to say at that time. Again, I want to repeat that this podcast is being conducted and put together for historical purposes. Maybe you think you've heard it all before, but I need you to share this podcast with others who may not have heard it all before. Thank you for listening. Let's bring in author of God, Faith, and Reason, and host of the Michael Savage podcast, Michael Savage. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Um, I consulted. Well, I, I consulted. Did you want me to respond? Yeah. Go, well, I was just going to say this. This really does kind of reek of of uh, a problem here because the same guy who who gets the Trump organization on one thing is the same judge for this other case. Do you think there's any chance at all that a merchant can be unbiased in this situation? Well, let me answer it in another way, if I may. I consulted with a top expert on extortion law, who is my attorney, Dan Horowitz. He's conducted many cases of defense on extortion law, and he said that the stripper should be charged with extortion or else this is selective prosecution. No one has said this yet on any television show so far as I know. The law is New York Consolidated Laws, Penal PEN 155.05, and it says extortion. A person obtains property by extortion when he compels or induces another person to deliver such property to himself or to a third party by means of instilling in him a fear that if the property is not so delivered, the actor or another will expose a secret or publicize an asserted fact, whether true or false, tending to subject same person to hatred, contempt, or ridicule. So Trump's lawyer, Tacopino, is a fabulous lawyer, and he will say that Donald Trump is a crime victim, which he is, and that he paid extortion money to this stripper to protect his wife and child from public humiliation. Uh, Dan Horowitz says Tacopino is a fine lawyer and will win at trial. So the bottom line here is that the stripper must be charged with extortion for this case not to be thrown out. Well, apparently the uh, Stormy Daniels will be on an exclusive interview with Pierce Morgan. It's her, her way of having a comeback. And we also saw, for example, uh, Jim Co James Comey coming out and saying it was a good day. Uh, you know, here you have these individuals. You look at Michael Cohen, for example. He came out also making his case, trying to say, you know, that he feels validated. But I got to ask you, Michael, 
These individuals, they want revenge on Donald Trump. That is the goal. And I keep asking myself, how can a star witness like Michael Cohen have have so much clout and and, and be that star witness for this case, knowing that he is a liar, knowing that his goal, he wrote a book about it, was to take revenge on Donald Trump? I mean, at what point, uh, I know the American people see this very clearly, but come on, like the grand jury moving forward with this indictment, it's just, I just can't make sense of it. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts were expressed quite clearly a few minutes ago. No one has said what I said, which is charge the stripper with extortion or else it's considered selective prosecution and the case will be thrown out. That's a very important piece of news. I also want to add uh, that today I published a podcast on this and I said that New York has been struck with a dirty bomb by a dirty DA put in place by a dirty George Soros. And this is a 9-11 call to the American people. And I will repeat, this is a 9-11 call to the American people. This opportunistic act by Alvin Bragg, probably the stupidest lawyer in the United States of America, has dropped the bomb on the legal system that will affect everybody. Now remember, Alan Bragg is a man who lets rapists out in the street two days later, Alan Bragg is a man who lets people who throw people in front of a subway car walk free without bail. Alan Bragg does things that no one can believe would be done in a civilized society. And yet he is taking a former president of the United States and charging him with a crime that he actually didn't commit. Now, this goes to the core of the Stalinist regime under Joe Biden. And the one pulling the strings, in my estimation, is none other than Nancy Pelosi. Never forget when she ripped up Trump's State of the Union speech. This woman sure. has more right. power. This woman has more power than Cleopatra herself, and she's more vicious than Cleopatra herself. And the fact of the matter is, she has the law upside down. She said a man has a right to prove himself innocent. No, Nancy Pelosi, we are innocent until proven guilty, unless you want us to live in the Soviet Union with your big hammer. But remember, Nancy, that hammer can come back to curse you for insider trading and many other things that people let skate for a long period of time. So these things are not going to end just because Trump is in the docket. But Michael, Michael, uh, we have about a minute left in this segment. Just real quickly, do you ever think, though, that the system is actually going to go after these elites that have been, you know, avoiding all of this scrutiny, avoiding these legal problems for so long, Hunter and Joe Biden, of course, Nancy Pelosi herself, so many others. I mean, Bill Clinton, or excuse me, Hillary Clinton and, and, and Jeb Bush and Barack Obama all get hit with a campaign violation and it's just a fine and they get to go free. They go after Donald Trump the way they do in a relentless fashion. So in the last 30 seconds here, are they ever gonna get their, are we ever gonna see justice with these other folks? The only way we'll see justice is if if the Republicans win the House and the Senate and hold on to it. That's the only way we'll see justice. As you know, the system is so rigged right now that he who controls the House and the Senate controls the law. It's a reversal of what this Constitution was established to do. So we now have overt Stalinist fascism in the country where the law has been turned on its head under these left wingers who should be celebrating not the indictment of Trump, but the exposure of right. the Democrats for the fascists that they actually are. And I don't right. know, I don't know if we'll ever see justice in the terms of all the crimes they have committed, such as insider trading. Should we go down the list? I have a whole list of the crimes that they well, allegedly hold committed. Hold on yeah. to that list. Michael, hold on to that list. We have to take a break, but you're gonna be sticking around uh, to continue this conversation. Stay with us. 
radio legend and now podcaster Michael Savage is back for more. Okay, let's go into round two, Michael. So we've seen that these Democrat lawmakers are echoing the same reaction to Trump's indictment. They're insisting that no one is above the law. It sounds fine and dandy, but only if it were true. I mean, Michael, you've seen, for example, that the Trump, you know, indicted on the FEC charge that was dropped. But then you had an FEC that actually just fined the Clinton campaign for the Steele dossier for, as a quote unquote legal expense. And FEC, they also find Obama and Biden. But when it comes to Trump, Michael, everything seems to be more of a media circus. It's so dramatic. You call it from the FBI raid of these uh, of, of the classified documents down in Mar-a-Lago to now Trump being indicted and having going to going to go up to New York to be arraigned. I mean, seriously, does America have a two-tier justice system? No, it's more than a two-tier justice system. It's a system that exists for the power structure only. I mean, what they're doing to Trump in a way, in a, yeah. in a historical analogy, is what the English did to the Irish. They made the law up as they went along in order to indict anyone who stood up to the British who were taking <laughs> taking every advantage they could of the poor Irish people. But before we, we lose the forest for the trees, guys, I have to repeat, this is a big story uh, that I, I think I broke it tonight. The stripper, and that's what she is. I won't even mention that filth's name. The stripper must be charged with extortion or the case will be dismissed as selective prosecution. And I have to tell you guys, I, I have to read the law. Well, what happened here is clear. Donald Trump is a crime victim. He paid extortion money to protect his wife and child from public humiliation. And the fact of the matter is, Mr. Tacopino is a very fine lawyer, and he will win at trial on this alone and on many other cases. But where is McConnell? You ask about what will happen, what will happen to the other side. Where's McConnell? Zero. Where's House GOP leaders? Zero. Where's House uh, Senate Minority Whip John Thune? Silent. So it's the establishment, or you call it the deep state, but it's the old word of the right. establishment. Well, They're crucifying Donald Trump illegally, and it will be seen in yeah, court. And, and they, they understand that even if they can't win, they can embarrass him and humiliate him, but they don't know who they're dealing with. They don't understand that this guy is so tough that he will take the mud that they throw on him and throw it right back in their face. Yeah, and I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think this is about Republican, Democrat, conservative. I think this is about the elites and everybody else. This is another way. No, Democrat that, elites, Hogan. Well, it's Democrat elites. Well, I think there are some on the right that are elites, too, Mercy, that, right. that, that quite frankly are fine with the system that we have in place. That's but I right. would ask you, you bring up an interesting point with this, with this, uh, the stripper, as you call her, um, <laughs> going after Donald Trump. Do you, do you think it's an interesting legal theory? I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But do you think anyone's going to take what you're saying and use that in some way? Do you think the attorneys realize that's a serious issue? Or do you think that's just something that we're going to have to let go and just forget about? It's a great question. But since I exposed it on your show tonight, I will tell you who just tweeted me. None other than my good friend, Rudy Giuliani, who's a great lawyer. I met Rudy down in Mar-a-Lago last week, and he said, great job on Newsmax, great point about extortion. So if Rudy heard it, that means Tacopino heard it or will hear it. It means Trump heard it or will hear it, and it means it will become right. a major, major defense. So and therefore, this case could, will be turned on its head. Right. 
And is there any way to go after Stormy Daniels? Do you believe that the Trump attorneys would then move to in that, in that direction? I don't think the attorneys can do it. But again, we have the corrupt, stupid Alvin Bragg, who must have been the stupidest person in law school. I don't. Even, I wish somebody would investigate what law school he went to, what number he was in his class. This guy walks out of a car. He looks like a walking knish with a suit on. I've never seen anyone as stupid looking in my life. And for this guy to pull this at this time in American history and think the people don't look right through him. You quoted a few minutes ago that 70 some odd percent of independents think this is a political persecution. That is right. so bad for the Democrats, it's hard to even imagine. You know, Jonathan Turley called this legally pathetic. That's right. Dershowitz said a first year law student could handle this case easily for Donald Trump. So it seems like the facts are on the side of the of the Trump team. Well, we'll see. I do think, Michael, I just I want to just really we're going to wrap here. But, you know, Soros keeps saying, here's the deal. Like, I don't know this Braggs guy, but you got to know that they are somehow connected. And I'm sure that Soros is cheering on Braggs for the action that he's taken. No, but Soros Michael Savage, thank you. Soros put him in office. Soros right. puts yep. the most degenerate monsters in every Absolutely. city in order to turn the law yes. upside down. Soros is the yeah. devil himself, in my opinion, but he should be indicted for what he's doing to the legal system. That's another story. Yeah. Yeah. Soros is like the Wizard of Oz, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. oh, the well, Michael Oz. Savage, the thank, the <laughs> thank you for joining us. I'm the Wizard of Newsmax. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Have you become a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? Well, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has helped over 35,000 families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they may be able to help you too. Listen, if your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, yeah, you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation. For over 10 years, Wesley Financial Group has been dedicated to helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit that reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. To get your free timeshare exit information kit, simply go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time. I cancel timeshare.com. Thank you very much. I cancel timeshare.com. After I watched Trump's speech as he came back from court and flew back to Florida, here's what I tweeted. What do you think? I said this. I said, I know Trump. It's the saddest speech of his life. It's sad that criminals like Bragg, Biden, Pelosi, Obama, Schumer are getting away with this and mostly sad for America. I heard a somber, sad tone in his voice. I hope they haven't beaten them, truthfully. I doubt it, but you know, you never know how much a man can take. Hearing him outline the failures of the Biden administration and the deep state's attempts to destroy him and our borders, language, and culture, it occurred to me how low we have fallen as a nation and how most don't even care or know it. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. From the beginning, the Democrats 
spied on my campaign. Remember that? They attacked me with an onslaught of fraudulent investigations. Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. The illegal and unconstitutional raid on Mar-a-Lago, right here. The lying to the FISA courts, the FBI and DOJ relentlessly pursuing Republicans, the unconstitutional changes to election laws by not getting approvals from state legislators, the millions of votes illegally stuffed into ballot boxes and all caught on government cameras, and just recently, the FBI and DOJ in collusion with Twitter and Facebook in order not to say anything bad about the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, which exposes the Biden family as criminals and which, according to the pollsters, would have made a 17-point difference in the election result. And we needed a lot less than that, like about 16.9. It would have been in our favor, not my favor, our favor, because our country is going to hell. And we remember the 51 intelligence agents who said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. It didn't exist. It was Russian disinformation. Remember that? And that was all confirmed strongly by the FBI when they all knew that it wasn't Russian disinformation. And so much more. Our elections were like those of a third-world country. And now this massive election interference at a scale never seen before in our country, beginning with the radical left, George Soros-backed prosecutor Alvin Bragg of New York, who campaigned on the fact that he would get President Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. This is a guy campaigning. He wanted to get President Trump at any cost, and this before he knew anything about me, didn't know a thing about me. He was campaigning. As it turns out, virtually everybody that has looked at this case, including rhinos and even hardcore Democrats, say there is no crime and that it should never have been brought. Never have been brought. Everybody. Even people that Aren't big fans have said it. They said, this is not the right thing to do. It's an insult to our country, as the world is already laughing at us for so many other reasons, like our open borders, our incompetent withdrawal from Afghanistan, where we left behind American citizens, $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world, lost 13 magnificent young lives and far too many to mention that are so badly hurt with the loss of arms and legs and facial obliteration. The most embarrassing time in our country's history, in my opinion. Then our give up on energy independence and even energy dominance. We're going to be dominant within six months, more than any other nation times two. We had this all just three years ago, our raging Crime statistics, if you look in Democrat-run cities, numbers the likes of which we have never seen before, 
the open threats by various countries of the use of nuclear weapons, something never mentioned or discussed by outside nations during the Trump administration and which could very well lead under the Biden administration's leadership to an all-out nuclear World War III can happen. We're not very far away from it, believe it or not. An economy that has been crippled by the biggest inflation we have seen in more than 60 years, and a military that I used to defeat ISIS in four weeks. They said it would take four years, four weeks, to kill al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, that has now gone woke at the top levels by trying to indoctrinate everyone down to the lowest-ranking patriot. But now they have really stepped up their efforts by indicting the 45th President of the United States, who received <laughs> 75 million votes, which is more than any sitting president in the history of our country. In this clip, you hear the shameful double standards at play between himself and the crimes of the Biden gang, none of which have been charged. The FBI's sole request in writing was, could you please put another lock on the door? We immediately complied. It's a lot different than the Biden situation, isn't it? The next thing I know, we were raided by many gun-toting FBI agents who took whatever they wanted, including my passports and medical records. Everybody was in shock. Nobody had ever heard of such a raid before. We can't even believe it. Who would think that that could happen today? I immediately thought of the Fourth Amendment that protects against unreasonable search and seizure. But they did it anyway because our justice system has become lawless. They're using it now in addition to everything else, to win elections. Apparently, they're not looking at me through the view of the non-criminal Presidential Records Act. They came up with a new one. This is a new one. And they're looking at me through the Espionage Act. Think of that. How does that sound? Of 1917, where the penalty is death even though that has absolutely nothing to do with openly taking boxes of documents and mostly clothing and other things to my home, which President Obama has done, the Bushes have done, Jimmy Carter's done, Ronald Reagan has done. Everybody's done. In fact, Hillary Clinton got rid of 33,000 emails, and that was okay. But nobody's done it like Joe Biden. This lunatic special prosecutor named Jack Smith, I wonder what it was prior to a change. <laughs> Who others of his ilk say he is even worse than they are, is only looking at Trump, yet Joe Biden took massive amounts more documents, even removed many boxes to Chinatown. You believe that? Just got $10 million from China. Where did that come from? I guess they were banking on Hunter's expertise <laughs> and had others stored in unsecured offices in Pennsylvania and strewn all over his garage floor where his now very famous Corvette is also stored. All over the floor, including classified documents. But that's okay. 
Perhaps most importantly, he has 1,850 boxes in Delaware, which he is refusing to give up. But isn't that real obstruction? That's obstruction. As president, I have the right to declassify documents, and the process is automatic if I take them with me. It's automatic, declassified. Biden was vice president. He had absolutely no right to declassify as vice president. He doesn't come under the non-criminal Presidential Records Act. He comes under the very criminal Federal Records Act, unfortunately for him, but it's not going to matter because they don't follow the law, which has very severe penalties. He had classified documents that he took while he was a senator, which is absolutely inexcusable. And other senators, including Democrats, are outraged. But he's not being harassed and hounded like the people who work for me are. In fact, they seem to have forgotten about his documents entirely. So many thousands and thousands, it's okay with him. They like to say that I'm obstructing, which I'm not, because I was working with NARA very nicely until the raid on my home. But Biden is obstructing by making it impossible to get the 1,850 boxes or explain why many documents were located in Chinatown. Can't explain it. Why were they in Chinatown? I don't know. Lastly, I'm under investigation. This time a civil investigation by another racist in reverse who also campaigned on, I will get Trump. I will get him. This was her campaign. Never ran for office. I will get him. Her name is Letitia James. And she proclaimed while campaigning, quote, I look forward to going into the office of the Attorney General every single day suing him and then going home before she knew me. She announced, what is fueling my soul right now is Trump, and that she had her eyes on Trump Tower. Those eyes are focused on Trump Tower. Didn't know the young lady. She even assured her supporters in an election promise that we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. Eh. <laughs> and then she claimed that I was an illegitimate president. Thank you. Think of that. With all, with all we did, with all we did on energy, with all we did on the military, on taxes, biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history, right to try, people able to get drugs now that aren't approved. Hopefully you don't have that problem. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. In this concluding speech, T summarized what America and the world could have been if only he had won a second term. Maybe we wouldn't have our borders melted down, our language turned into an unrecognizable polyglot. Our culture stepped upon and trampled upon, and Lady Liberty herself mutilated with crime. So here we are now. It's where we were today, in a city that was so great just four or five years ago. But now we're there. Spend time there today, as you possibly read. 
with a local failed district attorney charging a former president of the United States for the first time in history on a basis that every single pundit and legal analyst said, there is no case. There's no case. They kept saying, there's no case. <laughs> Virtually everyone. But it's far worse than that, because he knew there was no case. That's why last week he delayed for a month and then immediately took that back and threw this ridiculous indictment together. Came out today, everybody said, this is not really an indictment. There's nothing here. My lawyers came to me and they said, there's nothing here. They're not even saying what you did. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information for which he should be prosecuted or at a minimum, he should resign. And Alvin Bragg's wife confirmed a report that claimed her husband has Trump nailed on felonies. She has since locked down her Twitter account. His chief prosecutor, who represented the Democrats and crooked Hillary Clinton in a firm run by Chuck Schumer's brother, Robert, he quit the firm in order to go to work in the DA office in order to get Trump. Can you imagine that? Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Democrat lawyer, Democrat firm. Ultimately, he quit as chief prosecutor because Bragg didn't think he had a case. Think of that same guy that brought this ridiculous thing today. Yet during his investigation, this prosecutor named Mark Pomerantz wrote and published a book saying all sorts of privileged things and has been very strongly rep rec really uh, reprimanded. He was reprimanded so strongly. I've never seen anything like it. I've probably the end of it. But what he did was probably very illegal. But he was very, very strongly reprimanded. Even District Attorney Bragg was furious with him. They were having a tremendous fight in the office because of it. But hope is never lost because various prosecutors in the DA's office also quit because they thought President Trump was being treated very unfairly. How about that? Isn't that great? Oh, I love them. I'd like to meet them. I'd like to meet them. The DA's office even had a web page. Meet the team of executives who have done this to President Trump. That was the title. Isn't that nice? They immediately had to take it down. Meanwhile, overall, crime in New York was up 30% last year, much more than that the year before, with felony assaults, robberies, and burglaries all up by massive, massive numbers. Not the same place that I know, not the same place that you know. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign, and a lot of it. We recently had another trial, and the same judge told the fine man who worked for me for many, many years that if you admit your guilt, you will be in jail for 90 days. But if you don't, if we go through a trial and you're found guilty, you're going away for 10 years and maybe longer which for a 75-year-old man with a great family really means life. 
What the prosecutors and judge did to that man, I will never forget, because it's right out of the old Soviet Union. That's where we are. They said, you say anything about Trump, meaning that's bad, and you won't even have to serve the 90 days. You'll walk free. And they say that to many of my employees. We have this Jack Smith lunatic threatening people every single day through his representatives. They're threatening jail terms. But talk about Trump and you'll go free. This is where we are as a nation. Who would have thought they can't beat us at the ballot box, so they try and beat us through the law. That's the country in which we live, however, right now. The USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Russia has joined with China. Can you believe that? Saudi Arabia has joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Would have never happened if I were your president. Would never have happened. Nor would Russia attacking Ukraine have happened. All of those lives would be saved. All of those beautiful cities would be standing. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. That will take us away from being even a great power. If you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. Incredibly, we are now a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. Thank you very much. And God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. While criminals run freely in the once great city of New York City, where I grew up, this useless stooge of George Soros the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, who is a racist, by the way, as well, in my humble opinion. Alvin Bragg has the, I guess, the audacity, the stupidity to lecture the world about the plight of white-collar crime on a minor case. Yes, that's what this lying racist DA did. Sad, isn't it? True and accurate business records are important everywhere, to be sure. They are all the more important in Manhattan the financial center of the world. That is why we have a history in the Manhattan DA's office of vigorously enforcing white-collar crime. My office, including the talented prosecutors you saw at arraignment earlier today, has charged hundreds of felony falsifying business records. This charge, it can be said, is the bread and butter of our white-collar work. And fraud presents itself in all different forms here in Manhattan. We have charged falsifying business records for those who violated federal bank secrecy laws, 
We have charged falsifying business records for those who were seeking to cover up sex crimes. And we have brought this charge for those who committed tax violations. At its core, this case today is one with allegations like so many of our white collar cases. Allegations that someone lied again and again to protect their interests and evade the laws to which we are all held accountable. As this office has done time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. No amount of money and no amount of power changes that enduring American principle. Then the extremely criminal DA, Alvin Bragg, takes a small, tiny selection of predetermined questions. Here we have one of the most important cases in American history. He refuses to even outline what the criminal charges are or why he decided to proceed with this indictment. This is right out of the Soviet Union. Uh, Mr. Bragg, the indictment says that uh, there were 34 false uh, business uh, uh, records. And they were done to conceal another crime, but the indictment does not specifically say what those crimes were. We are assuming, perhaps, that they might be election-related. I'm wondering if you can uh, specify what laws we're all right. So let me let me say as an initial matter that the indictment doesn't specify because the law does not so require. Uh, in my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the, the first is New York state election law, which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. Uh, I further indicated a, a number of unlawful means, including more additional false statements including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. Uh, I also noted the federal election law cap on contribution uh, limits. But why weren't there those crimes charged? Why wasn't he charged with those crimes? Well, we, we, I'm not going to go into our deliberate process on what was brought. The charges that were brought were the ones that were brought. The evidence in the law uh, is, is the basis for those decisions. Trump's lawyers took questions in a scene outside the courthouse that was a little strange and kind of chaotic. Immediately, the media attacked Mr. Trump, as you would expect. The district attorney has turned um, what is actually a completely political issue into a political prosecution. And it's not a good day. It's not a sad day. Um, I don't expect I, I don't expect this to happen um, in this country. You don't expect this to happen um, to somebody who was the president of the United States, and um, on the one hand, on the one hand, there's not really any surprises. Um, I know there was a lot of talk over the past several weeks and the past several days about what's going to be in this indictment and what's going to be there that um, we don't know. There must be something besides what we've been talking about for the past um, four or five years. There wasn't. There's nothing. He is not going after the judge. He commented that he thought that there were some issues that may cause a conflict. That's not going after the judge. He is not threatening the judge. He is not going after the judge. He has said that the DA, he is angry because the DA has brought a case that is unjustified. And so I'm not going to comment on it. You may disagree with the way he spoke. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I made back-to-back appearances on Newsmax TV that week. 
Here, the long list of unpunished crimes by Democrats and the shocking number of George Soros-linked DAs. Why would a man named George Soros, who escaped Nazi Germany, who was given a home in the United States of America, want to destroy this nation? Is he insane, or is there something even darker involved? This must stop. Joining us now to discuss the Michael Savage podcast, the host of the Michael Savage podcast, Dr. Michael Savage. Uh, Michael, we have a lot to talk about this week. First off, happy belated birthday to you. Your birthday was yesterday. We want to Thank wish you. you a happy birthday here at Newsmax. Uh, your initial reaction when you heard Thursday of this indictment, a lot of folks thought this we wouldn't hear anything for another month. Mm -hmm. This kind of came out of nowhere. Well, they played a feign on the country and on Donald Trump. First, they said that the grand jury was going to take a 30-day break, remember? And then they waited until the last few minutes to indict the president. Now, Bragg, who is an affirmative action district attorney, I know that's an uncomfortable statement, but I've been stung by affirmative action where absolute dummies were given positions that I should have had and for the detriment of the universities that took them in. That's number one. And I'm not going to just su suddenly dummy up because they want me to shut up about it. So Bragg, the affirmative action DA, backed by the notorious anti-American George Soros, who turned his own fellow Jews, and you want to bring up the Jew question? I'm Jewish. Soros is on record saying he happily turned in the Jews in his own village to the Nazis. And that was on CBS 60 Minutes. So let's not glorify this piece of garbage, George Soros. He is the devil incarnate. So Bragg, the affirmative action DA, backed by the notorious anti-American George Soros, could indict a ham sandwich. New York State Chief Judge Saul Wachtler was famously quoted by Tom Wolfe in the bonfire of the Vanity's novel, saying that a grand jury in New York would indict a ham sandwich if that's what you wanted. It's known as the most corrupt state in the land, at least it was until California came along. So Bragg indicted a former president, not a ham sandwich, and he didn't indict his extortionist, the stripper hooker, whatever she is, Stormy uh, Daniels. Uh, I disclosed on Newsmax TV, I believe, last night after doing some investigation with my lawyer, Dan Horowitz, who's represented many people who were extorted by people like her. And he said, Michael, New York state law itself, penal law, PEN 155.05, defines what extortion is. And if we got two seconds, I'll read it. A person obtains property by extortion when he compels or induces another person to deliver such property to himself or to a third person by means of instilling in him a fear that if the property is not so delivered, the actor or another will expose a secret or publicize an asserted fact, whether true or false, tending to subject same person to hatred, contempt or ridicule. So what is going on here? Trump is a crime victim, according to my lawyer, who's an expert in extortion law. Trump is a crime victim, and he paid extortion money to protect his wife and son from public humiliation. Horowitz says that Tacopino, Mr. Trump's attorney, is a fine lawyer, and he will win at trial. I think the important new fact to remember today is that the earlier deal that was made with this uh, extortionist was before Trump ran for office. So it shows that the payoff was not to protect his presidential run, but part of an earlier desire to protect his family and his overall reputation. The whole case stinks from top to bottom. 
Bragg knows that, but Bragg was doing what his bosses told him to do. He's just a stooge, folks, a stooge of the most evil forces we have seen in this nation's history. And I'll go a step further if I have a second here. The fact of the matter is we all know this is an unprecedented uh, legal act in this country. And that Alvin Bragg dropped an atomic bomb, a dirty bomb on the legal system. That's what that bomb just did. He dropped a dirty bomb on America's legal system that exploded the whole legal system, which shows that anybody in this country can be indicted for anything if the establishment or the deep state, whatever you want to call it, wants to get you. And you've covered it beautifully on this show with what they're doing to people who are just posting memes now. This man is one of the worst men in American legal history. This one, Alvin Bragg, a disgrace to the law, a disgrace to New York State, and a disgrace to the people who put him into that office. Well, what does a disgrace mean? When you want absolute power, we all know the, the, the saying, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That was Lord Acton in England. What this man has done is exhibited the worst tendencies in human nature. So what happens to Alvin Bragg? You said in your dissertation there that you expect Trump um, to win this case and for the case to be dismissed ultimately. But what happens to Alvin Bragg? Does he get brought into Joe Biden's administration? Because you could almost say that it's a campaign contribution in kind to Joe Biden. Why bring this case, why bring this indictment up now, um, especially when it was called a zombie case, especially, you know, after the civil case, what nothing came out of? I don't understand. Right. But ultimately, what happens to Alvin Bragg if he loses this case? He goes up the ladder yeah. because he's shown to be a good player for the illegitimate left in the country. Now, here's a man who lets muggers out in the streets a few hours after bring the police catch the mugger. They find subway pushers who push people onto the third rail. This bum brings them in and lets them out in the street to push another person on the third rail. They knock old women down. They have slapping games in the street. They catch them because the police do their job. This bum releases the pushers. This bum releases the mobs. This bum releases every criminal in the city. But he indicts the president for something he actually didn't do. So what happens to him? Well, in Nancy Pelosi's America, he moves up the ladder because that's where corruption takes you in a degenerated society. And as we well know, Joe Biden is the most. Well, let's stop right there. I don't have to say anymore. We all have heard it over and over again. The rest will have to be played out in a court of law. I think the real question is, where is Trump going to get a fair trial? Where is a jury of his peers? New York City? No. So where would it be? You know where it would be? Palm Beach County, Florida. That would be a jury of his peers. A jury of his peers would be the members of the Mar-a-Lago Club. By the way. <laughs> there was a lot of folks on Staten <laughs> yeah. Island, Michael, in upstate New York. <laughs> would okay, also Island argue that. Mike yeah. found him. <laughs> Speaking of New York State, Mike, real quick, um, the new, former governor, former disgraced governor, Andrew Cuomo, coming out in the last week supporting Donald Trump, an unlikely ally, uh, kind of doing a real turnabout. Uh, a lot of folks remember his tyrannical policies during COVID. Some folks even speculating that he's trying to get back into politics, yeah. maybe even run for Bingo. president. He's got a huge war chest behind him. Uh, what do you make of the unlikely allies now on the Democrat side rallying around Donald Trump like Andrew Cuomo? They know, they know if they can get Trump on such spurious charges, they can indict Cuomo. So who did this to him? Well, let's look at New York state law. Letitia James, another genius who is up there in Albany, 
who uh, basically could indict Cuomo if he wants to run against her. So he's looking ahead and he's saying, if they'll do it to him, they'll do it to Cuomo if he runs again. In other words, you got to look, we all understand that in addition to all of the illegal activities that we are witnessing, there's also a racial component to all of this. And if we don't talk about it, we're going to be ignoring a very big factor here. There is a war against heterosexual white males in this country being conducted on a daily basis in the universities and in the courts of law, in my opinion. I'm not asking you to agree with me. And the fact of the matter is they're afraid now that Cuomo could come back. He was a very popular governor, incidentally. And yeah. if he comes back, well, the same racial enmity that has been conducted upon uh, Trump will be dumped on Cuomo. And he knows it. He's a smart enough politician to read the tea leaves, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think he's coming from. He's looking ahead and he says the same forces that got Trump will come after me. On, again, spurious grounds. That's what I think. <laughs> well, Michael, stick around. Uh, we're going to have you back after the break for round two. Uh, so coming up here, if you're watching at home, uh, it seems like former Speaker Nancy Pelosi may need a refresher course in basic civics. When we return, her thoughts on the Trump indictment right after the break. Well, welcome back to The Count. Alongside Kelly Sadler, I'm Mike Carter. Thanks for joining us. Uh, carrying on our conversation now with radio legend Dr. Michael Savage. Uh, Michael, you know a thing or two about San Francisco and Queen Nancy Pelosi there. I want to get your reaction to her tweet here this week uh, saying this. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. I thought it was a right to prove your did I get that right? Am I? <laughs> no, you prove your innocence. innocence. Presumed, presumed innocent. Innocent. <laughs> yes. So That's your I mean, right. we, she seemed to have gotten that backwards there, Michael. Yeah. Well, to Cleopatra Pelosi, who was like an empress in her own mind, everyone is guilty until proven innocent. She's imperious. Therefore, everyone has to prove their innocence to her. She, of course, doesn't live in the Soviet Union, where the notorious mass murderer. Beria, who worked for Stalin, originally said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So Beria and Pelosi are on the same, let us say, wavelength. To them, anybody is guilty that they want to be made guilty. She's a monster. I live in that area. This woman chills me just looking at her face. But the fact of the matter is, she does not live in the Soviet Union. She would like to, where there's absolute power coming down from the top. She lives in a constitutional republic called the United States of America, which apparently she never read in Baltimore. But it says that we are innocent until proven guilty and we have a right to a jury trial to establish the fact that we are innocent. No, to establish the fact that we're not guilty. This one has it backwards because she comes from Baltimore, where her family ran Baltimore, where everyone was guilty until they decided that they were on their side. It's a nightmare to see what this woman actually slipped up and said, but she's no different than the media people that you just played. They all are very happy Soviets, aren't they? So, you know, there's a lot of Democrats out there and Mike and Kelly who committed crimes that were never indicted. They're crimes that were indictable. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. And I went and did some research. And if we have a minute or two, I'd like to talk sure. about a few of them. Sure. John Edwards. John Edwards, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, they were never perp walk. They were never indicted. But here's a big one that everyone's forgotten. We recently see that um, Iran has some very advanced drones 
that the Russians are using. How did backwards Iran suddenly get this advanced drone technology? Well, I'm one of the few people in the media who has never forgotten that on December 4th, 2011, and I have to quote this to get it right, an American stealth drone, which was the most advanced drone in the world, was captured by Iranian forces near the city of Kashmar in northeastern Iran. How did this UAV wind up in Iranian hands? They claim that the Iranian cyber warfare unit uh, commandeered the aircraft and safely landed the drone in one perfect piece, like a brand new Tesla, meaning it was not shot down. So how in the world did they get it? Well, President Barack Obama acknowledged that the down drone was his and requested that Iran please return it. Really? How is it that this drone was delivered in one perfect piece without so much as a scratch on its finish, like out of the showroom floor under Barack Obama and Cong Congress was silent? Who was behind this? Who did it? Do, do we all forget the Benghazi scandal? One of the most scandalous situations in American diplomatic history. What was Obama doing during the hours of the siege? Uh, particularly once he knew our ambassador was missing. And why in the world was this drone delivered to Iran? We'll, these are questions that have never been asked or answered. Hillary Clinton, FEC, find Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the DNC for not properly disclosing the money they used to fund opposition research that led to a dossier on President Trump's links to Russia, which didn't exist. DNC was simply fined 105 grand. And the Clinton campaign was fined $8,000. That's the price of a hairdo for her while she's on the road, according to a letter sent by the FEC to a conservative group. That so why was Hillary Clinton never fined or never tried or never perp walked? Why? Because that's the way the corrupted system works. I don't want to repeat history about Bill Clinton and uh, who against what's her name? We forgot her already. Jones, whatever that one was. Paula another Jones. One. Paula, yeah. Jones. Yeah, Paula Jones, another name I'd rather never remember. So he settled with her as an out-of-court settlement in 1998 while he was serving as president, and he paid her $850,000 to drop the case. But then no corrupt DA came along and said, well, we're going to now perp walk you. Uh, in 01, President Clinton escaped indictment by surrendering his Arkansas law license for five years and admitting that he made false statements under oath about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Again, I don't think the affair was such a big deal, but it was a crime, by the way, that he escaped uh, indictment for. So we all know that there's not only a two-tiered system of justice, there's a many-tiered system of justice in this country that we, the ordinary people, face, and those at another level, both Democrat and Republican, can, let us say, live above the law or beyond the law. And it's a very serious and dangerous time in American history. None of us should go to sleep thinking that we are immune to a government that is running like this under Joe Biden. None of us should be sleeping very well at night. That's what I think. We've certainly entered a new era uh, in American politics and American history. Dr. Michael Savage, appreciate your time tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me for two rounds. I'm knocked out from it. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. For more on this now, host of the Michael Savage podcast and New York Times bestselling author Michael Savage joins us on Sunday. Uh, welcome in, Michael. Great to have you with us. Your thoughts on this Palm Sunday here. 
Thanks, Bianca. Thanks, John. This is a crazy time. And today we were regaled with another crazy arrest by the madman Alvin Bragg, a puppet of George Soros. It's been all over your screen. A New York City garage worker is charged with attempted murder after shooting a man who shot him twice in the stomach. If you could believe this, Musa Diari is a 57-year-old man in charge of a garage. He finds a man looking into cars on the second floor of the West 31st Street garage of Manhattan. Diara suspected the man was stealing. So the garage worker brings him outside and questions him about what was inside his bag. The man pulls a gun on the garage worker who tries to grab the firearm. The gun is fired, hitting the garage worker in the stomach and grazing his ear. And the brave Diara turns the firearm on the thief and shot him in the chest. Guess what happens? Alvin Bragg charges Diara for defending himself against the attacker. Now, this is the same kind of incident that we saw last July when the madman Alvin Bragg arrested the bodega clerk, Jose Alba, who was charged with murder after a confrontation in the store with an angry customer who attacked him behind the counter. This man is a stone-hearted monster. He's a racist to the core. He finds everybody but the murderers responsible for their acts. But madman Alvin Bragg yeah. is only a puppet. He is a puppet of George Soros, and he's not alone. We have a dozen big city prosecutors backed by the George Soros people, whether directly or through political action committees and dark money. These are the enemies within. I can go down the list. Los Angeles County DA George. Well, Michael, you don't, it's not even just the big cities. It's not even just the big cities. We, we've covered on our, our on our show here, Bianca and I, there's a prosecutor down in New Essex County, Texas, in the uh, uh, down in Texas. They're all over the place. And this is what Soros has done. He, he knows how to use these uh, these prosecution elections. They're most of the time off the front page of the paper, off the radar. He gets his people in place, and this is the result. That's right. As I was saying, it's not just Alvin Bragg. You got Los Angeles County DA George Gascon thrown out of San Francisco. He goes to L.A., and uh, he overturns the first black woman to hold a job who was a little more conservative than him. And he reduces prison sentences, and crime in L.A. is out of control Anyone with money is leaving, whether they're famous actors, they're selling their houses and getting out of there. Chicago, Cook County, state's attorney Kim Fox, Larry Krasner, <laughs> Philadelphia is now a crime-ridden city. Where did he come from? George Soros supported Krasner with nearly $1.7 million in spending in 2017, more than five times as much as Krasner spent himself. And what happened after this nut was put in office? What happened? Philadelphia set a new record for homicides in 2021 and in 2022. Uh, Houston, Texas, Kim R. Why do you Dallas think they County, didn't uh, recall Brazil. Gascon? Excuse Why do you think me, they didn't but, recall Gascon? I used to live in. They used to. I used to live in L.A. Why do you think they had an opportunity, voters, to recall mm -hmm. George Gascon? He's letting. He's letting pedophiles out. I mean, he he really is among you know the grossest of the gross here when you, when you look at things and you laid it out so articulately. You know, it seems like Americans, if they knew the facts, truly knew, they would vote differently. Michael. It's very simple. Money is the mother's milk of politics. 
people are stupid. They pay attention not to what's really going on, but to TV ads, radio ads, billboards. So when you throw this kind of money around that George Soros has to throw around to destroy America, what you get is a distorted view of who's running against whom. And what he does is appeal to people's emotions and says in these ads that the poor black people who may be committing the crimes are just victims of racism and white supremacy. And so people then say, well, we don't want that because most people don't want that kind of thing to happen. And so they elect these madmen like uh, I've been laying out for you here, including Alvin Bragg, yeah. who keeps doing it over and over again. Again, he did it yesterday. A guy is shot and mm -hmm. he's arrested for being shot by the criminal. But this is just the beginning, Bianca. The enemy within is they here. Go, go ahead. I'm they just put the, listening. They put the rights of the criminals. <laughs> no, we, we got to wrap it up. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but they do. They put the rights of the criminals ahead of the rights of the people and the victims. Michael Savage, we'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. We've got more to talk about. We're going to give some extra time to Michael because we know he's got a lot to say on this. Back now. Great to be joined again. Michael Savage of uh, the Michael Savage podcast and New York Times bestselling author setting up of his thoughts on what we will be seeing this week. Michael, good to have you back. Well, I don't know what we'll be seeing this week, but I do know that there was another crazy incident with the madman Alvin Bragg, who is a stooge of the enemy of America, the enemy within George Soros. And I think it's important that I note that this is nothing new to societies. Years ago, I wrote a book called The Enemy Within. We're talking about 20 years ago. The book isn't even in print. I'm not trying to sell a book. I'm trying to sell an idea. Cicero, who's he? Roman, Roman statesman from... 42 B.C. He talked about people like George Soros and Alvin Bragg when he says a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. OK, for the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims and he wears their face and their arguments. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. Does that sound familiar? He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. Cicero wrote that in 42 BC. He was telling us about men like George Soros, who has gone out of his way to destroy this society. Now, you may ask yourself, why do we focus on Soros? The other day, there was a big defense about him saying it's anti-Semitic to talk about George Soros. What, every Jewish person is sacred? There are no good Jews and bad Jews? I am Jewish. There are good Jews, there are bad Jews. George Soros escaped the Nazis, and it's a matter of fact. Look, I don't want to go into it over and over again. It was on 60 Minutes about 20 years ago, where he gave an interview, which I'm sure he wishes he never gave, where he boasted about turning in fellow Jews when the Nazis came to his town, I believe, in Hungary. That is how he survived. So why would a man, we keep asking, why would a man who survives the Nazis is given a home by America? Why would he undermine the nation that gave him a home? And I figured it out. The answer is quite simple. Because he wants to destroy nationalism in order to roll America into this internationalism, this radicalism known as socialism or communism. It's that simple. Any nationalist like Donald Trump who really believes in borders, language, and culture, is an enemy of the internationalists like George Soros. And this is not anti-Semitism. This is realism. And no one can argue with me and prove that I am wrong. Curse me if they will. 
but they will never prove me wrong. I know who this man is. I know this type to the core. This man is the enemy within. We're warned about him. And he is behind the crazy madman Alvin Bragg or George Gascon or Kim Fox or Larry Krasner or John Cruzat or Joe Gonzalez or Kim Gardner. Every radical DA put in office was put there directly or indirectly by George Soros, who is now saying he didn't have anything to do with Alvin Bragg, which is a naked lie coming from a naked liar. Of course he did. He did it through dark money and through a pack. So, my friends, listening to this great show on Newsmax TV, Donald Trump is an example of what they want to do to this nation. Anyone who stands up to the internationalists is crushed like with a steamroller. Trump may prevail in the long run, but in the short run, we're all in danger. And we must understand that we must support Trump whether we like him or not, because if they can do it to him, they can do it to anyone. They can indict anyone for anything and make up charges. As I've told over and over again, Berea, the mass murderer under Joseph Stalin, said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. That's what they just did to Donald Trump, in my opinion. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, Michael, as always. And I don't think you're the only one that has that opinion, Michael. We've heard about that. And I think the donations that we've been reporting about, millions of dollars in donations in just 24 hours, speaks to that as well. Thank you. Great to see you as always, Thank Michael Savage. Thank you very Savage. much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.